Welcome. You are listening to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast where we are coming up on our last big score for our Scum and Villainy campaign, because all good things must come to an end, and I couldn't be more pleased. By the way, I'm Connor. I might have not said that on the last one. I can't remember right now. I'm Connor Sheridan, <laughs> your game master and producer, and I'm joined today by Cleric, playing a myriad star spindle, the muscle. I am the muscle. The muscle is you, and I'm also joined <laughs> by uh, Catherine playing Gadget, the mechanic. Oh, hi everybody! Thanks for joining us today. And by Kitty playing Quell, the mystic. Hello there. I hope you're ready to have your socks rocked. And if you're not wearing socks, well, we'll rock something else. You better get Whoa. your commemorative ensuing <laughs> confusion socks, and we can rock them right off. We'll have a little thing, a little tone that plays, a little jingle, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. and that's when you get your socks rocked off. It's like smell of vision <laughs> and a tingler. <laughs> Tony playing Augustin Rigby, the speaker. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> And uh, nobody playing the beluga, which is becoming a uh, somewhat self-aware, possibly sentient spirit skyship. But uh, no, not not no one. Let's say everybody, everybody, because we we all made this wonderful creation. <laughs> I was gonna <sighs> say, if you want to support us on our currently non-existent Patreon, maybe you could guest play the beluga. <laughs> God, that's an idea. Um, uh, you know it has it has its own playbook um but uh we're we're rejoining the crew of of the self-same beluga after they took some much needed downtime with from the um the blowback of their uh big race job where they they made it okay amount of money um but mostly they just helped some folks out who seemed like they really needed it um and next up on the horizon for them they've uh, they've accepted a job at least yeah i guess augustine has kind of transitively accepted it too now because you explained it to, explained it to them last time to get a spirit who Gadget and Quell unknowingly created uh, earlier in their their adventures uh, get that spirit to the core of the ascending fortress, so that its facilities can somehow be used to redirect the island. Sorry, the Landberg of Subita toward the continent known as the River Dissemblage for the purpose of ferrying the spirits of the flotilla Tanzanite who have sort of covertly taken over this uh, old uh, research flotilla and, you know, built it up over time um, to, to the reverent assemblage to end the, um, whatever process of processing spirits they have going on over there. That's creating, you know, um, 
that's very disquieting for them, to say the least, uh, as you can imagine. And yeah, now the question is, how are you going to do it? Uh, it's also worth throwing out that you had a previous job, which you were probably in danger of losing when you had all those difficulties with the chop, but uh, Augustine smoothed all that over. You had a previous job to take some supplies from the chop and deliver them to the Junkers Guild at their um, their work site in the uh, or somewhere in the vicinity of the Ascending Fortress. So you could find a way to build that in somehow. You could do one or the other. You could uh, you know just disregard one or the other, but. Uh, that's up to you. And mm-hmm. and they're working on getting into the fortress as well, right? Yes, they are. Presumably the supplies are, are related to that in some way. You know, you don't know a ton about what their operation out there is like. Um, you could certainly gather information, and that's likely where it will start. Um, but yes, from what you know, the Junkers Guild is also working on getting into the um, damaged ascending fortress, which um, cracks in its exterior breaches in its exterior have finally made it possible for folks who don't know the strange old ways to make headway into getting in. Well, that sounds like a very good potential for an inn. Through the Junkers Guild? Well, delivering the supplies to the Junkers Guild, it'll get us close. Yeah. And then we we finish that job. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just saying, and then we finish that job, so it's two and one. That's true. So do you just want to kind of load up the materials and roll out? Do you want to try to do any legwork to find out more about the situation first? What do y'all think? Um, I mean, quell. I think it's... Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I was, I was going to say quell. Since you are pretty friendly with the Junkers Guild, right? Wouldn't it make sense if you maybe got some information about their operation? Sure. I mean, <laughs> they know me. I know them. We've occasionally had our differences, but I don't think there's any hard feelings. And uh, it, it wouldn't be suspicious if I were hanging around chatting with them. Um, so... At this point, what we know then is that they are looking to find a way to get into the Ascending Fortress. That's all that we know? That's about the extent of what you know just offhand. And I think you were probably able to pick some of that up, um, most of that up actually, from the um, (laughs) reconnaissance that Gadget did back at the (laughs) banquet. Okay. And we know that the spirits want us to get in there as well. And then did you mention, did you say if anybody else is also looking to get in there that we know of? No, I haven't, haven't mentioned anybody else wanting to get in there, I don't think. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that it would definitely be worthwhile to connect with the Junkers Guild just to see if we can get a little more information about um, why they're looking to get in there. You know, we know why we're hoping to, to set foot inside, but we don't necessarily know all the other interested parties and what specifically they're looking for. Exactly. Well, uh, what uh, what approach are you going to take then? Uh, 
Okay. You mentioned that they, something about them requiring, uh, you mentioned them requiring some sort of supplies. Uh, what was it exactly that they needed to get a hold of? Um, when Allison told you it was, the job was just to bring them some supplies they needed for the dig. Okay. So this is a job that we could take for basically Allison would hand off to us and that we could then use. So we could do that. That would be a good way to get close to them. And then I don't know who all would want to come along, but I think that we'd want to bring some people who one can help haul supplies and two, uh, someone who's better than I am maybe at talking. (laughs) You're pretty good at talking by now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's a I think that's probably a very smart plan. I'm glad you suggested it, Myriad. See, Myriad, you're so helpful. <laughs> um so what so are are you th- looking to link up with the Junkers Guild? Like is that See, at this point I'm thinking more along the lines of like bringing them the supplies which would give us a sense of what supplies that they're accessing, right? And then while we're there, it might be helpful to kind of see if we can, just through conversation, get a sense of what it is they're doing. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't get a sense that we know why they want to get into the Ascending Fortress, right? Um, no, That's I mean, right. you know the, you know the general remit of the Junkers Guild, which is to find um, these artifacts from, from before and... Um, mm-hmm you know, put them to new uses. Sure. But, like, I guess the question is, why now? And it's a little suspicious that the why now is coinciding with the Ascending Fortress suddenly no longer working, right? Like, the Ascending Fortress used to travel, and it has recently stopped. Mm -hmm. I think Quell would know that the uh, Joker's Guild definitely isn't above being opportunistic and when it's able to get in get into sites um and it having recently broken down and been being damaged mm-hmm. on the outside would likely present a you know a great opportunity for them okay so then i guess Paul's suspicion so Paul would think that likely what they're doing then is just capitalizing on this opportunity that has presented itself mm-hmm. um okay i think this would also be a chance for us to find out because the Junkers Guild is generally very aware of their competition. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else who is potentially attempting to find their way into the Ascending Fortress? I mean, we know that there are a whole lot of purples here on Supita, and I, I suspect that it's more than just an interest in lobster racing that brought them here. <laughs> um, well, if you want to try and find somebody who has their ear to the ground around here. You do have your um, your good friend, the... Let's see, how do they frame it? The keen-eared barkeep, Aller. Um, mm-hmm. She knows a lot of folks. Uh, yeah. I think that that might be... If, if Aller can be discreet, and I think that our captain knows Aller better than we do uh, in that regard. But if Aller can be discreet, I think it would be helpful to make some inquiries in that regard. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, and just as a heads up, I think the way I'll handle legwork this time is everybody can do one kind of gather information just in the course of, you know, course of your regular work. Uh, and then if anybody wants to do another one after that, I'm going to start ticking a clock. So everybody gets one free one. Um, but after a certain point, you know, the, the world moves too. So with this first move, what you want to do is talk to Aller about any other folks who might have a mm, interest in the Ascending Fortress right now. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, well, that's probably Consort, but you tell me. Yeah, I figure it would probably be Consort uh, working with Aller since Aller is on friendly terms with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a whole, I, I don't really think it would be a tune. And since I'm specifically working with people, I don't really think it would be like an individual role, like a like studying the environment or anything like that. So yes, I think it would be. I think it would be consort. Okay, um, go ahead and give me a consort role. Um, you could just say risky standard because this is just gather information and take a bonus die for using a contact. Okay, risky standard with a bonus die. Oh man, that could have been better, but at least there was one reasonable roll. Okay, so yes, yeah, so you got a four. Um, and how, how do you meet with Aller here? Do you just come over while she's working and, and tending the bar, probably on one of the between shifts for the 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 chop? Yeah, I think that Quell would probably stop by the bar, as she's probably done many times before. Uh, you know, she's definitely spent a lot of time aboard the cool name goes here, and sidling up getting something to drink would probably ask Aller, you know like so now that we've been here for a bit uh, how has business been it's been a lot better than i expected to be honest uh you know we had the the um baths converted into refrigeration for that that catering gig but it's actually worked out really well the the workers want to come in and, and get a cool drink and cool off in the in the we call them uh cryo chambers <laughs> wow well with a name like that who could possibly resist although here on subita i don't think it would take much to sell a, a nice cool place to relax this place is toasty yes you know i i kind of like the heat but uh, affy's not so big on it yeah we're, we're probably not going to stick around too much longer i would say like if you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen but uh you know, I think it's Affy who makes most of the tasty goodies around here, isn't it? No, no, that's that's me. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, Affy steers the ship and handles the books and repairs things when Gadget isn't around. Uh, but no, I, I make the food. And she kind of uh-huh. crosses her arms and like nods her head very studiously. Mm-hmm. Well, then you are even more talented and capable than I already imagined. And Quell gives her a, a big smile and says, so uh, what other talents do you have here? You mix and mean drink, you make delicious food. How about uh, getting to know the patrons? You've got a good, uh, a good way with the people too? 
<laughs> to answer Gadget's question in the chat, yes, Affy is try- totally trying to go Solomon, which I'm sure is part <laughs> of the plan of getting out of here, out of here pretty soon. Um, uh, Aller kind of gives you a, a sly look and is like, well, yeah, I wouldn't be much of a bartender if I didn't listen to their stories. <laughs> you hear any particularly interesting stories while we've been here on Subita? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, interesting times around here, even without that. That's done at the racetrack you guys pulled in <laughs> that. Uh, and she kind of gestures over her shoulder, and she has already had the two newspaper articles of the Vast Chronicle <laughs> and Semaphore framed on the wall of, of the uh, incorrectly saying that Solomon Purple won the race, and then the other <laughs> issuing the, the retraction. Um, and says, uh, yeah, the, there's a lot of heat around the Ascending Fortress these days. Um, the the junkers trying to get in there, of course. Um, but they're they're having some trouble. A uh, local group they're called the the Delts. Yeah, been hearing that name a lot. Um, they've actually got the whole. So okay, it's kind of the junkers got in there, right? They got in there with a the team, but when the Delts heard about it, they set up right outside and blocked them in. Delts don't want them going in there. Don't want them checking the place out. Don't want them messing it up. It's a I guess they just want locals or something. Um, so the junkers are kind of stuck. Wait, so they block the junkers inside of the ascending fortress? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that the uh, the junkers had already gotten in. So are they trying to get out of there with something, or you know, that doesn't I look mean, like a good setup for anyone? I mean, the junkers are always trying to get out of somewhere with something. <laughs> uh, from what I hear, they're they're the delts are fine with them leaving. They just can't take anything with them, you know? And so they're kind of trying to choke them out. Ah. And as far as you know, the delts, they're not necessarily a local historical perseverate. Uh, oh, my Lord. Not a local historical perseverate. You know what I mean. They're not here to preserve anything. Uh, she kind of shrugs and says, eh, they're kind of like a local syndicate. Folks seem, you know, up and down on them. Depends on who you ask. Got it. So we got the Delts and the Junkers. Anybody else who's got a finger in this Ascending Fortress pie? Uh, she kind of looks around, leans over, and gets a real conspiratorial look. And she says, well, apparently there's a real nice sloop parked near the Ascending Fortress. Don't know who it belongs to, but uh, only the fleet or folks who have uh, a lot of business with the fleet tend to go around in fancy ships like that. Mm, I see. So that tells us a little something, too. Got it. And you don't suspect that uh, you don't necessarily think that that's uh, a particular well-known family of uh business folks and adventurers do you oh you mean the purples <laughs> uh in the distance affy has been working uh and you just kind of like hear her like bustling around stop as, as Aller mentions the purples uh Aller just says uh, i think they got some unfinished business around here but no no i think that's it's the fleet or somebody working directly for them. You know, uh, they got all those different, um, 
I can't even keep all their, all their all of them straight. They got uh, she kind of like starts counting on her fingers. They got the <laughs> airborne outfitters. They help their they handle their ships. They got Indigo Analytics. They're kind of like their Junkers Guild. Heard some talk about, you know, the Lapisais, the intelligence folks, uh, Protectorate Affairs, of course, but uh, sounds nicer than what the Protectorate Affairs have. So, yeah. Yeah, they sure do got a lot of arms on that particular octopus, don't they? That's how they like them, I guess. We'll have to see how many of those arms happen to be wrapped around the Ascending Fortress at the moment. But as long as they keep you in business and I get to continue having some cold drinks on hot days, I figure there's at least some good to be found there. (laughs) She smiles and says, of course. And don't worry, if we end up uh, getting out of Dodge before you folks, we'll we'll have a going away party party first. We're we're not going to sneak out. (laughs) I I sense that it might have an exclusive guest list. (laughs) <laughs> oh no no i'm definitely gonna invite solomon oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh sounds resume in the distance more angry <laughs> you know you are uh, <sighs> you are perhaps just as good at creating these stories as you are in enjoying them <laughs> that's the most reliable way to make sure you always got a few in the, in the tank you know you gotta Make them happen sometimes. Well, I uh, I owe you one. Thanks for keeping me in the loop when it comes to the local gossip. And uh, if I happen to spot any interesting stories heading your way, I'll be sure to give you a heads up so that you can get the scoop. <laughs> you got a quick call. Uh, and she kind of backs off from you and bustles over to some some chop workers who just came in and noisily set themselves down at the bar (laughs) excellent well i definitely return to my crew and relate the information about the uh junkers being kind of trapped inside the ascending fortress by the delts who appears to be a local syndicate and i also make sure i mention the very fancy sloop that seems to be somehow connected with the Azure fleet. What's a what's a sloop? Sloop? Loop? A, a sloop is like a um, fast, a small fast ship. Oh. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's like a, a sky sloop. They don't have those in Arbalon. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> so we know who's interested and currently located at the Ascending Fortress. Uh, yep. And I've, uh, I'm writing down the leads on the map so that it's, it's easier for folks to keep track of. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, so far okay. you found out that the Delts have barricaded the Junkers inside the Ascending Fortress because they want them out. Um, which seems counterintuitive, but apparently the Junkers, for whatever reason, aren't able to get much deeper. You know, maybe they need those supplies that you're supposed to deliver. Um, and some kind of Azure Fleet adjacent sloop. I'll just say ship. That way we all don't have to be like, what exactly is a sloop in this context? Um, an Azure Fleet adjacent sh- ship is parked nearby. Now, I too want to clarify, because I had thought in our previous sessions 
that we had established that no one had really gotten inside. So have the Junkers actually gotten inside? Uh, I think with a good result, you'd probably know that the Junkers had kind of gotten... Yeah, I can I can let this go. The kind of exterior of the fortress is referred to as the manifold. Um, and the Junkers Guild, uh, from what you are able to pick up here, is kind of has just pierced the manifold and is starting to like try and map out further ways to get in. Um, but it seems like they haven't made much progress yet because they have a local syndicate refusing to give them any supplies or, you know. Uh, potentially causing other headaches for them too. Mm. I think I, I think um, Aller probably also would have mentioned that you know it wasn't just barricades; they were also like kind of you know trying to sabotage some of their efforts mm. um, because they they want them out of there. Right. Preservation was the word I was looking to say and struggling intensely with. <laughs> it's it's okay. I get those too. <laughs> Okay, so then we ha- we get the sense that whatever's going on, the well, that's interesting, actually. The Delts don't want them to get further in and don't want them to take anything out and are currently kind of choking, out, choking them out by cutting off their supply lines, which means that if we do take on this job of bringing supplies to them, we're potentially going to run afoul of this local syndicate. Now, I have to wonder, Gadget, you being from Subita, what mm-hmm. what do you know, if anything, about the Delts? Oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, well, I'll give you this for free. Uh, your dad is associated with them. <gasps> Fuck. Oh, shoot. And oh, shoot, indeed. Do you mention that? <laughs> that your dad is associated with them? I will, Yes. We, I, we recently have to lay all my cards at the table that my parents actually were not eaten by Acturian Mega Donkeys. <laughs> so this might be valuable information for the rest of the crew. So, uh, Quell just got some good leads to start with that um, the Delts have barricaded the Junkers inside kind of the outer layer of the Ascending Fortress. Um, which is called the and, Manifold, correct? Which is called the Manifold, yes. Uh, and are sabotaging their efforts. And some kind of Azure Fleet adjacent ship is parked nearby. You might know more about that if you got a six, but your high was a four, so you got good info, not great. Although I think it's worth noting that that's useful info because we do have somebody on our crew who knows a great deal more about the Azure Fleet than Quell does, and that would be Augustine. And Quell would specifically note that although there are many, you know, sub-branches of the Azure fleet, um, Aller noted that this scoop was really nice, like quite a bit nicer than you might see uh, used by people from most of the branches. And we did see uh, Vert at the, uh, uh, when we were catering, Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, shoot. Remind me who Vert is, because I don't remember. Um, Remember when we got the tuning fork and Augustine stayed back to get all the drunk? (laughs) I remember that Augustine got really, really high with the people who were guarding the space for us to get into to take the tuning fork. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. from Indigo Analytics, right? Mm -hmm. He's the head research coordinator there. 
which is an extension of the Azure Fleet. Yep, correct? they're an arm of the Azure Fleet. An arm of the Azure Octopus. <laughs> and yes. you kind of tried to give them a wide berth last time, so you wouldn't have to talk about that whole, <laughs> like, uh, maybe potentially drugging his workers and, like, getting out of the, getting off the Landberg in a hurry thing. Oh, those were his workers? Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't remember where they came from. <laughs> The Indigo Analytic, it basically, you know, it was uh, the Junkers and Indigo Analytics had a standstill um, with that with that dig, um, with Indigo Analytics just kind of waiting them out because it was heading for the blockade, the Azure Fleet blockade. Well, um, that is really handy information for you to essentially help me recall, because uh, that gives us additional leverage with the Junkers Guild. The Junkers Guild, if they've already had one frustrating run-in with the Azure Fleet and Indigo Analytics already over one precursor artifact, um, they've got to know. I mean, the Junkers Guild is huge. They've got to know that Indigo Analytics is snooping around again. Mm -hmm. I have to wonder, actually, if... So now that I'm thinking about this, and Mm -hmm. this is well thinking out loud, too. Once Gadget lets us know that her father was involved with the Delts, I have to wonder if somehow Indigo Analytics or some aspect of the Azure fleet isn't putting pressure on the Delts to interfere with the Junkers Guild. Because it doesn't seem like the Junkers Guild and Indigo Analytics is working together, does it? They were racing to the... uh to get the artifact first last time. Right. So unless they've joined forces, I mean, wouldn't it make sense that one might be attempting to foil the other? Potentially. You could try to gather more information to see if you could uh, find out more about either of these, these factions at play here or to find out more about the situation in general. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go for next. sure. But we sort of have two leads, right? We have the potential Azure Fleet lead, which may be Indigo Analytics, and we have the Delt lead, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, Gadget, do, do you <laughs> want to talk to... You probably don't. <laughs> you want to talk to your Never. dad? <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. <sighs> The stakes are pretty high, you guys. Um, Could we somehow disguise I, you and have you get initiated into the delts? <laughs> you might already have a standing invitation. I mean, I think from what you know of the delts, like um, um, Gadget, it's mm-hmm. like it's not quite a secret society. Like you know, people don't whisper about them. They're just kind of like you know. They're sort of like a loose confederation of people who are, you know, invested in affairs around Subita. So they're kind of part city council, part organized crime family. Like, you know, Subita doesn't right. have, uh, like, a mayor or whatever. But, like, if anybody was, you know, running things around here, then the Delts would be at least involved. Part PTA. Yeah, definitely. Mostly PTA. 
<laughs> Those PTA moms can be vicious. Uh, and I think I'd also point out, Gadget, you mm-hmm. would know um, that mm-hmm. your mentor, who I finally came up with a name for, unless you already have one, um, your Children of the Wire mentor, uh, ha- had an interest in the Ascending Fortress. Because we've kind of established <laughs> that the Children of the Wire were the ones who are actually able to kind of get in there to an extent and do something. That's um, right. That was Lee that we picked up back at the catering job. Yeah. Your men- oh. But nobody's seen your mentor in at least a few weeks. It's been, it's mm-hmm. been a while. Was your kind of... mentor associated with the Delts? Uh, I think, I think, I mean, chances are your dad knew your mentor, right? Oh, uh, of course. Like, I don't know if it seemed, from what you remember, they had like a, mm-hmm. a, a fine relationship. They weren't like best buddies, but you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, 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 they were aware of each other and occasionally, uh, you know, invested in each other's well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gadget, you're going to have to gem- join them, basically like joining the Foot Clan to like get in <laughs> and get the information <laughs> We'll help you take all the bells off silently. Um, So if you want to find out more about the Ascending Fortress itself, you could maybe try to track down your mentors, uh, like, you know, their home, I imagine, um, wherever they conducted their their research. Um, Or you could try to, you know... See if there's any more kind of scuttlebutt about where they got off to. That's a potential avenue. Or you could look more into mm-hmm. the, the Delts angle and find out why what they're they're doing in there. Uh, you know, if they're working with uh, um, if they're working with Indigo, Indigo Analytics or anything like that. And, uh, and that's just gadget, of course. There's there's three more folks who can go before I start ticking clocks. Oh, okay, this is me, the player, talking. There's so much drama involved, no matter what choice that we choose. So, guys, what do you think? I think, because it's interesting, you should uh-huh. go look for your mentor's stuff. Just oh, that would be interesting. Also, like- I wouldn't have to see my dad, and I wouldn't get in trouble. So, that's <laughs> the option that we're going with today. <laughs> I just think it's... I just think it's interesting and cool to rummage through people's things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Big rummager. Uh, I mean, that's basically what you're doing when you're looking for artifacts, right? It's just they're dead people. Like, really long dead people. We don't know the mentor's dead. They could just be missing. And by the way, did you you have a a name? I I did not pick out a name, no. Okay, I was thinking Sister Spring. Oh, I love it. And everybody's like, oh, Spring, like a babbling brook. And she's like, no, like like a little coil of metal wire. <laughs> I um, love her already. All nice. right. So, yeah, I think um, I'm not going to make you roll mm-hmm. to, like, find her spot. Because you would have been there many times, I'm I sure. But get, actually getting in, yeah. you know, when she isn't there to let you in might be a different mm-hmm. matter. I think it's probably a little, you know, I'm not going to say it doesn't look like Obi-Wan Kenobi's, um, like, 
house out on the, the wastes of Tatooine. It doesn't look completely like that either. It's probably like built into the side of one of the, the spindles. Um, the door is locked. You know there's some other ways to get in. Um, it's up to you. What do you, what do you do? At this point, I think locks are just suggestions. <laughs> I mean, I got this dope-ass... Gadget would never swear me. The player swears constantly, and that's why we have a swear jar at work. Um, <laughs> I have this fantastic uh, Nintendo Power Glove hacking rig. We got this sweet tuning fork. I mean, I say we go through the door. Did I go with you? Oh, of course! Of course I, mean, I went with you. I've got I'm going to go too. I'm good at breaking <laughs> and stealing things. Not stealing, just looking for important information because he can't steal from not dead people. <laughs> Missing people. Uh-huh. Correct. People who are on a bus. <laughs> Temporarily. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, Augustine, you better come along too because everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, <laughs> How is new the reckless gotta Augustine going to do this? <laughs> I don't think the beluga can come along. <laughs> it's kind of sandy. The beluga doesn't really like it. It's, it's the engines. It's, it's gross. Oh, um, did anybody not lock down the beluga's new look yet? Because I tried drawing the beluga in glasses and its dope jacket, and it's just not working out so far. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the beluga has a jacket in there, too? We were facetiously, it, it wasn't a serious suggestion, but now that the blue is starting to take on our characteristics, uh, <laughs> I was like, well, his jacket. Oh, yeah. No, that's a sweet plan. Definitely. But I, I kind of worry it's going to take on our personalities, too. So, like, I, I know, like, what is that? It's like when you have a child and you're like, oh, I hope I'm not rubbing off on them the wrong way. <laughs> the beluga's gonna be so reckless. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I can just imagine the beluga's gonna be like, "Locks are just a suggestion." <laughs> um. Uh, all right. So if you want to use your power glove to get in, then uh, gadget. I'm sure the first thing you do is you. Um, there's like probably a little. Uh, I bet there's it's it's probably like uh kind of like sandstone tile on the outside, right? And you just lean mm-hmm. over and you flip one over, and there's kind of like a a terminal underneath one of those glyph terminals that mm-hmm. um had been repurposed as kind of an exterior access here, um, and you can uh, you can load it up. It still uh it still runs. It mm-hmm. um there isn't anything you know obvious on the outside of like any any damage or disuse or anything um but uh yeah it's also not just going to let you in so what do you do Mm -hmm. well um back when um we were we were mentioning avert earlier uh we were able just to place our hand and kind of oh the, the terminology is escaping me at the moment. Please forgive me. Um, placing our hand on the on the glyph terminal itself, we get our fine hacking rig, and while while we would probably use like you know a hidden key and a fake rock, this is basically the same thing. It's, it's going to be a pretty obvious solution. We're going to place our hand over the glyph, 
using our fine hacking rig, we're just going to be able to um, do a software unlock. <laughs> Factory reset it. Uh, all right. So are you hacking then? Yes, we are. Okay. This will be um, risky. Yeah, risky. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. Risky great, because it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have some experience with the system, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, risky fine hack. Or risky risky great, sorry. Not risky fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got a five, which is a mixed success on a risky. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. Um, yeah, you the... You uh, kind of work on it for a while, and you you know you're, you're leaning in, mm-hmm. you're so focused, and finally the door <laughs> the door slides open, but it slides open the wrong way. Oh. Uh, it slides into the wall and like integrates in it, so that the wall <sighs> is now a door wall, um, uh. and the door is open. But the security system says, intrusion detected, self-destruct in 30 <gasps> seconds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, your, your consequences, you're in a desperate position. It's open. Okay. Well, um, can, I, can I ask how to turn this off? <laughs> Let's see. I do have this cool an- analysis ability. Uh, once I hack a system, I can ask a question. As if I roll a six on gather info. How do I not blow up? Well, um, you could also resist the consequences of hacking by rolling a, you know, uh, and that would probably be the most, uh, Mm. I guess both of these things can be true here. Yeah, you you could um, prevent the self-destruct system from going Mm -hmm. off. Clearly it's going off here, um, you're able to ascertain, because the, you know, you, you were so close to cracking it, but then whatever weird thing your power glove has been doing since that artifact fused with it mm-hmm. happened again. Um, so the security subroutines tripped and now it's going, it's acting as if you had just like broken in and forced your way in here. Um, so basically if you're just able to get in and uninstall the security subroutines, then reinstall them to have the baseline of the door being in the wall, then there won't be any problem. Oh, we got 30 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and if you want to do that, then that would be represented by you resisting the consequences. All right, that's fair enough. <laughs> All right, that would be insight. But you get a bonus die. You do. I do get a bonus die. <laughs> oh! Oh, jeez. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no! So we have no. three twos and a three. On four oh. dice. <laughs> well, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> so much stress. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so you take you take three stress. Um, but you do shut it down. Yeah, I think there's probably, you know, five, four, and you're just like... You're just tapping furiously on the buttons on your, your remote and your uh, on your... your 
a power glove and you're watching the progress <laughs> bar kind of fill up on the reinstallation because of course it, it keeps blowing it up if it's just uninstalled like you know that's basic failsafe 101 mm-hmm. but at like 0.5 seconds left the new security subroutine is installed and it says uh you know um baseline established welcome home sister spring <sighs> For a moment there, my life was passing before my eyes. Uh, it didn't take very long. Um, <laughs> All 12 years of it. <sighs> um, but yeah, now you have all the time you need to search around in here. And you don't have to worry about closing the door on the way out. Because the door can't close. Because it's part <laughs> of the wall now. Okay. But that we can... Well, that's a kind of a mixed blessing because on one hand the door is not going to close on us because it's part of the wall now but that also means that anybody who happens to come by or anybody who might also have been interested in sister springs uh research could also happen to find their way in here Mm -hmm. that just means we have to take it (laughs) to keep it to keep it safe to keep it safe Everything you just said is true, Quell. So mm-hmm. what do you do now? You have access to Sister Spring's uh, refuge. I want to try to use the way to do something I haven't really done before, um, mm-hmm. but that might not necessarily be outside of the realm of possibility for the way. I primarily use the way to talk to and communicate with spirits. But here's the thing. We know a couple things. One, we've pretty much established at this point through our work together, Gadget and I, that mm-hmm. um, the way and spirits can kind of connect with machines the same way that the way can connect with natural spirits. Mm-hmm. And two, um, we know that the way that uh, the way and attunement is used to kind of connect with spirits or things like that is through images and emotions. Mm-hmm. So what... Um, Quell would like to do is to see, is there anything in here, just kind of like through sensing, um, that seems to have like a particularly heavy emotional residue? You know, it would be like if there was like 10 books in front of her, would she be able to pick out the one that like had been handled a whole lot or that like the person had been really excited or upset by when they were touching it? Hmm. Um, tell you what, if Gadget is gathering information from her old, her mentor's old stuff here, then you could basically be helping out and lend a bonus die by doing yes, that. Yes, I'd like to do that. Because Gadget knows the space and her mentor. And if anything's hidden, I'd like to use my way to help track down hidden things in here to assist sure. uh, Gadget with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I'm offering that since you already did your legwork, but this makes a lot of sense oh, yeah. for a way that you could help. So, totally. Excellent. Um, and if uh, Augustine and um, Myriad, since since you're here, if you want to do your legwork mm-hmm. here, then you, you totally can. But uh, we can we can see this roll first. Um, so, yeah, what are you doing, Gadget? Well, I always I was figuring that uh, Myriad and Quill would probably be looking at the physical items out here. I want to go through the old data and see when the last time Sister Spring was even logged on into her home. Okay. Um, 
Is that a study? That is a study. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a study then with um, with Quell's. Well, actually, it sounds like Quell will be helping somebody else then, since you're kind of using like the more computer systems. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're just a straight uh, study then. All right. Hmm. Okay, three, a four, and a three. So once again, a good result. Um, I think what you're able to pick out is, uh, yeah, you're able to access... <laughs> Sister Spring didn't really keep logs on herself, um, but she does, uh, you know, like security logs, but I think she does have like some kind of um, a, uh, a journal, um, mm-hmm. especially like a research journal. Uh, which she she enters into fairly regularly, and I think the last entries, which were I don't know, maybe a month ago ish, mm-hmm. um, were talking about uh, an interest in the um, the ascending fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she, she probably writes that she actually hasn't been in her inside herself since she was a kid um, when. You know, uh, her children of the Wire Mentor and probably mm-hmm. some others who had gathered from other Landbergs um, went in the last time. Since, you know, that bit of knowledge was unfortunately lost to her. Um, but she's been trying to find out a way in there since then. Um, and I think she uh, she was able to narrow down some spots that could be used to get in. And from the way that she's writing... It sounds like um, it sounds like this was before the fortress uh, was uh, stopped in its tracks, before it stopped moving. So you're able to kind of get some ideas of potential other points of entry here um, and how to get started with them. It doesn't sound like they'll mm-hmm. be easy, um, but you're kind of picking up a general um, huge. The, the Ascending Fortress was a, an area of interest for her, and I think that's something you already knew. Um, mm-hmm. But she'd especially picked it up in the time since you'd, you'd left. Um, mm-hmm. And she kind of other has some other interests, you know, like observations about um, the movement to the Landbergs, um, apparent acceleration, uh, relative acceleration towards the continent, um, uh, some various theories about being able to access the continent, you know, proposed um, alternative means of transport. Like, uh, it's mostly... She kind of references the stuff here, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't go into detail on it. It seems like the actual books, um, you know, the actual uh, diagrams or whatever would probably yield more than, like, this this kind of journal of her day-to-day life. Yeah, that's so like her. Who writes down things in books? <laughs> now, clarify for us really quickly. The continent is that's the landmass that's uh, theorized to be down below the landbergs. Is that right? Uh, it's the Reverend Assemblage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, we actually don't know what's below the cloud layer. It seems dangerous down there. We do know that that's where the Tanzanite flotilla is. That what we're calling it. 
that was yep. what went down there and now is back crewed largely mm-hmm. by spirits? Uh, yes, Flotilla Tanzanite, um, I think from what Augustine would have known um, when they were still in, was a, uh, a research expedition and it went beneath the cloud layer. And that's okay. the last the Azure fleet knew of it. Got it. So does anybody else want to gather information here? I'm ready with my assist for anyone who does. <laughs> um, so Sister Spring has books, correct? Oh yeah, lots of them. Um, printed books, uh, books that she's like filled in of her own, you know, handwriting as she's studied various things, diagrams. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty, uh, I think it, it looks a lot like Gadget's Workshop, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the best reader here has got to be Myriad, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think Myriad is probably the only one who <laughs> reads books. <laughs> Augustine um, has a, a, a library. Yeah. <laughs> but does Augustine read those books? I'm pretty sure you've seen him uh, you know, in his in his hammock with a with a glass of something in a book and he also had given those books to Chalice to read mm-hmm. Aww. So they oh, had something yeah, to do right. while they were hiding out on the ship you were like enough of that propaganda Chalice read this instead <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Myriad is going to look through Sister Spring's books and try to find the ones that look most promising Mm-hmm. Um, probably by size, pick out the <laughs> the biggest books, um, because you know the they're heavier. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know what? Myriad has their own ways of assessing book quality, <laughs> uh, book promising, how promising books are, and they've worked out so far. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that sounds like it's probably a study. Yes. Is that what you're going for? All right. So go ahead and do that and take your bonus from Quell, helping to kind of feel through and adding her own unique methods to your own right. um, book. Uh, do a decimal you're looking, system. <laughs> you're looking for physical weight and, and, and size, and I'm looking for emotional weight and size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You can just do this a... as a risky standard with a bonus die for study. Risky standard. Okay, five. so you get uh, five, yes. Um, nice. Once again, good information. So, yeah, I think you're able to find um, probably some books that had been passed down um, through the, the Children of the Wire. This isn't in um, this isn't in Sister Spring's hand. There's actually probably some notes, some marginalia that is in her hand. Um, but it looks like this is an older book. Um, and it's um, uh, kind of a primer on their understanding of the Ascending Fortress. Um, So what it reveals is that the exterior section is, uh, as you know, uh, known as the Manifold. Um, It is a web of intersecting tunnels that are all um, pretty short. If you're much over five feet, you you need to stoop to walk through. Um, There are occasional (laughs) junction points. 
Um, and those junction points have these sort of diagrams, some of which the Children of the Wire had kind of a rudimentary understanding of. Um, beyond that is a section known as the air gap. Um, and that is just a great... So initially I mm-hmm. described Subita as looking like a, a torus, right? T-O-R-U-S, like a donut. Um, and the ascending fortress is like the whole of the donut with the sand all flowing over the edges and back up into the ascending fortress. And the air gap kind of is like an empty space um, surrounding the, the very core and the where the sand kind of comes up and through it. Uh, the book includes some... Let's see, you got a good result. Yeah, I think it includes some mention of... Um, various ways of traversing it it seems like at one point there were like actual bridges that could be summoned they kind of um fell into disrepair over the years um you know uh, other proposed methods for negotiating the giant gap that is the air Mm -hmm. gap um you know there's by default there's no obvious way to cross on foot and then the least detailed section is known as the terminal core um, which is has a great door that is only described as if it was, um, well, no, no, they, they, they would have been through there too. Um, it, but it's, it's older and less detailed than even um, the part of the air gap. Um, it's, uh, the terminal core is beyond the air gap. It has a, a great door um, between it and the outside. And inside, it, look, it, it uh you know, there's some drawings of these like massive columns of sand um, moving up through the facility. Um, and then at the very center of that is kind of um, uh, some kind of interface or uplink. Uh, and yeah, I think on a good result, that's, that's what you get. You get a pretty good mm-hmm. understanding of the structure of the ascending fortress. Mm-hmm. So let I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Mm-hmm. So the sand of the Subutan Landberg is essentially being drawn up into the air gap and then down the sides of the ascending fortress. Right. So the the yeah, that's pretty much it. The sand at the edge of Subita is just eternally is cascading over because why wouldn't it? Right. There's nothing to stop it. Uh-huh. Um, and it seems to go through the ascending fortress and be like shunted back out. Now I imagine that that is somewhat different now that the ascending fortress isn't moving around anymore, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you were flying in the, the Landberg still looked like a, like it had that Taurus shape. So it must still be working in some fashion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm doodling this on the on the little page that I've got going so I can kind of make sense of how the heck this is working. Right. So you think of it as, you know, uh, it's an a fortress is like an onion. Uh, the papery <laughs> exterior is the manifold, and there's a lot of little tunnels that go all throughout it. Uh, then past the manifold is the air gap, which is um, you know, just like a big gap of air uh and sand and then past the air gap is the terminal core so if we can get sucked up into the air gap we have our way in without anybody really noticing potentially could be rough on the beluga 
Yeah, but we retrofitted the Beluga to drive through Dime. So, yep. you know, maybe we can retrofit the Beluga to get sucked up into the air gap. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Uh... I think we need uh, the Beluga's consent before doing things like that at this point. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. Well, I think we've we established. I don't know if we know the Beluga is sentient yet. Probably not. Not really. Uh, <laughs> but I think I imagine if the Beluga didn't want to do it, it just wouldn't do it. Like, <laughs> like who's really in charge here? Um, <laughs> I mean, with our with this information about the air gap and the size of the air gap, would the Beluga be able to fit? Uh, yeah, from what you've seen, the air gap is quite substantial. Like, I'm not going to get in-depth into the measurements, but probably, like, at least uh, 100 meters. Hmm. So the beluga might fit, and that way we wouldn't have to worry about any particular bridge or anything, like, along those lines. In fact, it sounds like if the junkers were able to make their way into the manifold, what's probably stopped them thus far is the air gap. Yeah, if they've gotten that far, then the air gap would uh, would be a very big obstacle to overcome after that, for sure. So, uh, Augustine, you still have your gather information. You could do that here if you want, or you could do it somewhere else. Because I could always go see if I could get anything from Allison, or I could check out that ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those would be... Very useful as well. And uh, don't forget, flashbacks are a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you need to have done more while you're here, then chances are you could flashback to do it. Just might not be free. Or it might be free if it makes sense, but it might not. Um, Let's go to the ship. Okay. Um, So is your plan just to kind of like uh, approach the ship on foot are you like kind of surveying it from the edges sneakily are you go heading right up and saying like hail who goes there like what's what's the approach there <laughs> he's reckless he'll just <laughs> go right up <laughs> uh all right um just kind of checking to see they're kind of going up Going up like he belongs there and trying to talk his way in, essentially. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, when you uh, when you head up there, uh, as soon as you get in the, the proximity of the Ascending Fortress and the ship, you, you recognize the ship. It, it was parked um, it was parked on Dig 112. Is that what the number was? Yeah. The, uh, the Dig. And it's, it's Vert's ship. Oh, God, you're looking into the, the scoop? No, the scoop? The sloop? <laughs> the sloop. <laughs> the old raisin bran. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, do you, do you still want to head up there and just see if you can get in? Yeah. Um, when, August, um, when Augustine sees the ship, and recognizes it, and just a sloop. There it is. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's a joke. It's all been leading up to this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in the distance, you can see some kind of some people milling around the exterior of the uh, ascending fortress. You know the um, 
especially the there's a spot where it looks like the you know a door has been kind of a large entry gate or whatever has kind of been uh left open and there's some some figures outside uh which is presumably the delts um but as for the sloop yeah if you walk up on the gangway and um do you announce yourself? Or are you pretending to be somebody else? What's the idea there? Mm. No, he's not going to hide. <laughs> You're not going to use a brilliant disguise? You're not going to go no. as a flapper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Augustine went to go grab that, and it appears to have been worn. <laughs> oh no! This is the consequence. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just gonna keep you keep you hanging on that. <laughs> At the very end, it's just going to be you all get level four injury. That's fatal injury. <laughs> oh no! It was only it was only risky. Um, okay, so yeah, you. You you know kind of soldier up the gangplank. You knock on the uh, the metal door. Um, I think a uh, a kind of let's see. Would they have like a slat on it? Does that make sense for a ship? No, I don't think so. Um, you know the the little uh, thing you spin and the, like the door opens up, uh, spins, mm-hmm. and um, somebody in a Let's see. I think it would probably just be yeah. It's a, it's an indigo analytics uniform. Um, greets you. It's it's not anybody you recognize, and they just say, "This is a uh, Azure Fleet operation. Uh, civilians aren't um, civilians should be on their way." Mm. Damn. Oh, well, I was just here to see Vert. Is he in? You're here to see. Who are you? Uh, a, an old friend. An old friend. Give me a second. Uh, and the door closes. <laughs> a few moments pass. Probably like a couple minutes, actually. They keep you waiting for a little while. And the the door opens again. Uh, and um, I think opening it is the guard once again. And this time they have a... Not the, well, they're not a guard they they probably have some guard duties is this uh, employee now they have a gun in their hand but they also have vert behind them and vert kind of peers over uh their shoulder and says augustine rigby it has been too long it has um and just to refresh so when when we left the dig mm-hmm. um we kind of jetted off on our own. Um, the The dig was getting pretty close to the blockade. Is that what it was? That is correct, yes. Um, so we hightailed it out of there to make sure we didn't get caught up in it. Uh, are you... Oh, are you explaining that to Vert? Well, that, that's kind of just where... That's... Oh, okay. Kind of what we were it. selling our reason, yeah, just clarifying. It's kind yeah, of what yeah. we were selling our own cover as. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that 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 <laughs> seems like likely what you'd go for. You know, all the all the red tape of getting out of there. You'd have to, you know, he he basically offered to like entertain you um, once once you arrived at the blockade and you know be treated well and sent on your way. But it would have been a big delay. You know, you have other jobs to attend to. That's it's reasonable. Well, and honestly, if anything had grounded us, we're not much of we're not uh, <laughs> we're not going to do very well as transporters. <clears throat> smugglers uh if <laughs> our ship can't get off the off the land mm-hmm. yeah okay so yeah just just wanted to clarify what what happened before diving into the conversation with Furt. okay uh and yeah he, he smiles and pats the uh the other uh analytics agent on the shoulder and says uh oh he's fine you um i guess he was a uh, a little before your time but this is augustine rigby uh a legend dare i say <laughs> well, in in many ways you could say oh damn <laughs> that's a session. legend in many ways legendary thank you <laughs> Well, well, do come in, Augustine. Uh, sorry, I don't have a great entertaining setup here, but I'm sure we can get something going. Um, hey, can you fetch the uh, the brandy and the the guard? Yeah, I'll just gotta call them the guard. That's how they have a gun, right? And they just, just kind of shake their head and like, okay, I didn't realize this is a diplomatic mission. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Vert just kind of takes you to. You know, it's a, a sloop, but it's probably like a they've got a shaded um, uh, helm, you know, nice posh um, place with uh, with some seating on the on the walls, um, little like jump seats that they can kind of slide down um, that are like way more comfortable than they have any right to be. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you, you get your brandy served to you, Vert sits down across from you. Uh, and just says so too well i you know i'd I'd heard a thing or two about you maybe being in town um some some great racer who uh looked sounded a lot like you um i wasn't able to make it out to the race the other day but um tell me augustine before you joined up with us were you uh were you something of a racer (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I uh, dabbled in a lot of different professions and hobbies. Well, that puts a lot together for me. That's truly incredible. But um, what brings you out here today? Oh, well, I saw your your ship, and yeah, I wanted to come and apologize for taking off back at the dig there without saying farewells. Didn't didn't feel that uh, getting caught up in the blockade at that time would keep the business running, so had to make my way. Oh no, I understand. When you're when you're living job to job on the on the private side, yeah, I, I get it. I, I didn't take any offense, and he kind of gives you a, a smirk. Seems like you know he, he's a smart guy. He's he's moving up the ranks of Indigo Analytics pretty quick. He probably knows that there's more that you're not saying, but he's not pushing on it right now. So, 
just just kind of conversating and mm-hmm. trying to butter him up a little bit. I kind of bring back to swing back to him calling me a legend <laughs> and want to ask him about like what he's been doing and just his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So yeah, we can, we can bring in the role here. Uh, it sounds like you're trying to consort with a contact. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Uh, you can make a risky standard consort and um, you can add a bonus die because word has a contact of yours. Oh yeah. And just making sure. Is this gathering info as well? Or would yeah. this be considered? Yeah, this is gathering info. So I would also get one for favors owed. Nice. So two bonus dice then. Uh, I think that's it. Yep. Uh, oh, the dice today. Four, three, one, one. Oof. Well, we've gotten good results for all of our gathered information. Just better than bad, but yeah, four dice. <sighs> okay. So yeah, I think he, he he you know talks a little bit about what he's been busy with. It's not too much since the last time he talked to you. That was only a few weeks ago. Um but uh he came to Subita to uh to attend that that uh conference and he actually spent a little time um trying to work things out with um four gasket from the junkers you know they had a little bit of a, a standstill before but he just wanted to make sure that there were no hard feelings and that if there were any uh opportunities to collaborate in the future he uh they uh that those channels would be open um, and I think he actually mentions, uh, you, you, you saw the, <laughs> how do you put this? Did you see the welcoming party out in front of the ascending fortress on the way in? The, uh, would I know that they were the delts or? It would be reasonable for your Augustine to know at this point that there were the delts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You mean the, the delt blockade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making it real tough for the junkers. Yeah, I was uh I was actually thinking about maybe as a gesture of goodwill uh between the Indigo Analytics and the junkers, I could give them some help. Uh I actually have some some plans, a little assistance coming in and he kind of cracks a little smile. Next guy ship into town, but uh <laughs> I've already said too much about that. Oh. It seems like you really are uh making amends with them that's good good to hear it's nice when when the uh organizations and the can can all work together to further mm-hmm. i don't know what word i'm looking for <laughs> yeah the mutual interests <laughs> yeah uh, well i'll be i'll be straight with you augustine uh you know we kind of came to this claim a little late the junkers were already set up so i figure in this case better to work together maybe we can uh at least uh be on the be on the ground floor of whatever they got going on and uh you know it doesn't have to be as messy as last time yeah this is a big fortress and i'm sure there's going to be plenty to go around exactly 
I'll drink to that. Raise a glass and take a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if there's anything else he'd give you here. Let's see, and a good result. I th- yeah, I think this, this makes sense for a good result, because this will just kind of help you put some pieces together that you already have. Um, I think he'll also mention, you know, like, after you you knock back your, your tumblers, he'll kind of lower his voice and say, and, and don't tell anybody I told you this, but um, some PAs gotten a little big for their britches. <laughs> I think that they're actually working with the delts i don't know what kind of arrangement they've got but um somebody um yuzo um yordle yeah yeah that was it that was it um i think they uh heard something heard her name going around not sure what the connection there is but um i'm sure once uh once I bring all of my resources to bear, they'll they'll realize that it's in their best interest to step aside and let the professionals handle things. It'll be uh, interesting to see how that plays out with Yazoo. <laughs> Do I detect some personal history? Let's just say our last meeting didn't go quite that well. Huh. Well, I guess there's a first time for everything. <laughs> 